This morning, uh, the the morning after Politics and Pints, which was pretty raucous in Ashland last night, it was uh, <laughs> people. Let's put it this way: there's still a lot of raw emotions after uh, Election Day, and they were on display in Ashland. So thanks to everybody who came out for Politics and Pints. But we are now um, on on a Friday after the Tuesday election. You know, growing up, I feel like everything was always put to bed at this point. I mean, maybe with the exception of the George W. Bush uh, Al Gore race, I just I don't remember the end of the week not knowing the results of most elections, if not all elections. Mark Tapscott is the chief congressional correspondent for the Epoch Times newspaper, and he is with us this morning. I mean, what is your recollection, Mark? Growing up, were, were we often well, still you. messing around like this? <laughs> I, I, I think of the 1980 campaign, which before I was a journal, became a journalist, I was in the Reagan campaign, mm-hmm. and um, we knew really early in the evening that uh, he had won. You know, I think like as early as nine o'clock in the evening, we knew. And was That's, that because um, we didn't have different buckets of ballots? I mean, okay, here's the early voting group <laughs> over here. Here are the ballots that are going to come in tomorrow over here. Is that? And, you know, that's the bottom line. Election day was election day, not mm-hmm. election month. Yeah, and that's, yeah. the, you know, that's, that is the key factor that has changed, that well, here we are three days later. We still don't know who's going to control the House. We won't know until December who's going to control the Senate. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's really a nonsensical situation that doesn't have to be. Yeah, it it certainly calls a lot of people um, their faith calls their faith in the system into question, which is not, you know talk about democracy being on the ballot and the demise of democracy. If if at the end of all this, everyone's looking around, going, "Well, I don't know, I don't know what happened here," that's not a good situation for anybody. Winners, no. losers, Republicans or Democrats. Yeah, you know what what strikes me, um, John, about this situation this year. Is how few people are talking about it. You know, they're talking about the fact that we don't know. They're talking about the fact that there are still uh, hundreds of thousands of votes uh, left to be counted in multiple races. But nobody is saying, except other than a very few people, Carrie Lake uh, in Arizona, most notably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either there are incompetents in charge or something's going on. Mm. And I think the fact that people are not talking about the possibility that this is all uh, an indication that there are some real problems in the system uh, is indicative of, you know, people are afraid these days to make that kind of comment because of the way, you know, you're instantly branded an election denier. Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to question what's right in front of your face. Well, we'll do that this morning. Tell me what what we're looking at in Arizona. I mean, these these the balloting stopped, if I understand correctly, for a little while, and they sent people to other precincts that then couldn't accept their uh, it couldn't accept the voters, and the rolls were not accessible. What what actually happened? What didn't happen? And is there some shady behavior on the part of election officials in certain places? Well, at least as far as I as at least as far as I know, um, we don't know enough to make any um, 
conclusions about whether or not there's you know has been actual fraud what we do know and there is no question about it is you know 30 percent of the uh, voting places the machines couldn't work an hour after the, the polls opened because somebody forgot to you know put printer's ink <laughs> in the How machine to print the ballot yeah I, you know that's exactly the question and especially because uh, allegedly, they did test just before the election to make sure everything was working. Mm-hmm. And yet, here you have this. And 30% of the ballots, that's one of every three. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're they're counting the ballots at a, a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, you, you really would be irresponsible to not say, wait a minute, why did this happen and who's responsible? And and did the the problem with the printer's ink occur in certain precincts that may have been favorable to one side or the other? Is that a, am I okay asking that question, or am I a horrible conspiracy theorist even posing the question? Well, it's a logical question. Uh, I suspect I don't know, but I suspect that given the um, the fact that you know one out of every three are involved there probably is not a pattern that you might connect to well the machines and precincts that one would expect to go for katie hobbs did fine but the machines in the precincts where carrie lake is expected to do well they were the ones that screwed up i don't i doubt that there's enough evidence to say that one way or the other Mm. on the other hand having said that would anybody be surprised if, in fact, that proved to be the case? I don't think so. No, I don't think anybody would be surprised. And it, what is surprising to me is that Katie Hobbs is, in theory at least, responsible for the elections that she is a candidate in. And I, I think you know, that's an obvious conflict of interest, which if we were really serious about eliminating the possibility of cheating or the appearance of cheating or the appearance of a problem, we wouldn't allow. So the fact that that just rolls on without anybody saying anything about it also indicates to me that there's not this front-of-mind sense that we've got to do the right thing so that no one gets the wrong impression. Yeah. Well, you know, Carrie Lake raised the issue of why isn't Katie Hobbs... uh, uh, recusing herself mm. uh, early on in the campaign, and yeah. she talked about it, you know, uh, fairly regularly as the campaign developed. And Katie Hobbs basically said, you know, <laughs> you, you can you can go fly a kite, and, yeah. and everybody just and, accepts and, that. I don't know why and they, they do. just accept it. I know that that just if if this was a federal situation mm. and. A, fe- a Republican appointee was doing this, you know, th- that's all we would hear about on yeah. NBC and in the yeah. Washington Post and the New York Times, conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear that with Katie Hobbs. Yeah. I mean, I think of, in Virginia, the tradition is that if you're running for attorney general, uh, or uh, let's say if you're running for governor and you are the sitting attorney general, then you need to step down as attorney general. That's In the yeah. past, that's been the the mindset of Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And that's common sense. You know, mm-hmm. if, if there is under federal law, if there is a real conflict of interest or the appearance right. of a conflict, you've got a problem. Yeah. 
it just <laughs> lets that roll. Hey, I don't want to lose you without the the big question this morning. I think this is a serious question, which to your point is being overlooked about the potential for cheating. But what do you think about the Donald Trump stuff? I mean, the guy, the guy, the former president who I voted for twice, I'll be honest with you, he, he takes pot shots at DeSantis before DeSantis is even reelected as governor, which made me mad. Like, what is wrong with you to take a shot at this guy before he gets reelected? You know, like him, hate him, whatever. We need him as the governor of Florida. We need to show that he can be reelected. And then last night, we're getting ready to go on stage at Politics and Pints, and Jeff Katz calls me over, and Donald Trump has just gone off on Ron DeSantis. I mean, just yeah. trashing the hell out of him. What happened? Why is this happening? You know, um, when when I first heard, when I heard the first reports about Trump calling uh, DeSantis desanctimonious, mm-hmm. and that was the Saturday before the election, I thought to myself, Good Lord, does he have no filter at all? Mm-hmm. And and then to have the threat, you know, if you run, I'm going to, you know, I know things about you that uh, I'm going to uh, make public. That That's just, that's beyond the pale. And I think the big winner Tuesday night clearly was Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And I think the big loser by his own hand is Donald Trump. I hate to say that. You know, yeah. Trump achieved a great many things uh, in the first three years of his term in the White House, uh, things that Ronald Reagan didn't even achieve. Yeah. So, but but for some reason, this guy just doesn't have the personal discipline to recognize the situation on the ground. I mean, I have people uh, who who love Donald Trump who have told me, "Oh God, I no, I can't do this again. I can't do this. if he's going to do this now." and is not reading the situation any better and doesn't have to you know, like shoot his own people, for God's sake, I can't do it anymore. That's I was a little surprised by that reaction. Well, I'll tell you, John, I've been hearing that from, <clears throat> from Republican types here in, in D.C. For, uh, for many months. Yeah, and, yeah. and maybe the, 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 the one aspect of, of why it was such a stupid thing for Trump to do is that it has now emboldened lots and lots and lots of people who would have otherwise kept probably kept shut. their mouth shut. Right. You know, they're not going to do that now. They're they're, coming they're out. saying that's it. I'm done with him. Oof. Mark Tapscott, the chief congressional correspondent for the Epoch Times newspaper. I always appreciate the chance to talk to you. Let's talk next week when maybe we finally get the final results of the elections. We can don't hold your breath, John. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it.